Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Force of Podcast. This is the review show of the weekend's Premier League football. I've got with me Shazad, Lebon Jordan, Bucky Bradley, and Mav Callum. How are we all doing, boys? Good, thanks. Good, mate. Not bad, mate. Some awesome, awesome. We'll get straight into this weekend's football. We'll go in order. So, the after kickoff on Saturday was Everton, Newcastle. They had Everton win all over it, and uh, they absolutely bottled it and lost 2-0 to a very, very poor Newcastle team. So, boys, who predicted that then? Who thought the Newcastle was going to win? That's a lie. Me. Right. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who generally expected Everton not to win that game? I tell you what, Drew, I was so expecting Everton to win, I took out uh, I put Wilson on the bench for my fantasy team and I fucking put in Calvert-Lewin and, and Lucas Dean Dinier and they did fuck all, didn't they? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> you see what you're doing, Everton? You see what you're doing? It's just another canny performance from Newcastle. You need to stop with your tune accent. Go on, go on, Bond. What, 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 what is you? What is your thoughts? Would you think in Newcastle would pull something out of the bag? Baggies. <laughs> As the game went on, then at nil nil, then I thought they were going to snatch it at the end. I didn't think they were going to score two. Uh, you know, Callum Wilson, through your bang on, you know he's going to start banging some goals, isn't he? A nice little brace for you there. For me, yes. Yeah, perfect. For... So, but, you know, Everton didn't take chances and, you know, they ruled it and Newcastle did what they did and they stole the game, really. They did. Um, you know, as people were saying, the, the you know, Newcastle are a very, very, I've said it for a long, a long time. They're such an inconsistent team and so I think a pundit came out before this game and said they're a nothing club in a minute. And then they come out and they, you know, get a away win against a, an Everton side who, to be fair, this season, boys, like, had a great start, had a dip, had another good like run and had a, in a bit of a four dip form again. So, you know, we're talking, we were talking about Everton top four at the beginning of the season. Now we're kind of probably talking top six. Do you think they're good enough to even get top six? I think they are, but they just, I don't think they've had that hype for a long time of being maybe the top six, the top four. I mean, the last time they had that sort of hype on them was back in the Moisey days. In Moisey, we trust. So, I don't know, I think all the players aren't used to it. But, sure, so, but surely they've, they've got kind of... good players that should rise to the occasion. You know, they've brought in Decore, Hammers uh, Rodriguez, Calvert Lewin's playing well. Uh, Richarlison's good. You know they've got players and they've got experience in Coleman. You know maybe I think the one place they need to sort out, and I think you've said it before, Bon, is uh, the goalkeeping situation because, like you said, Pickford hasn't got anybody uh, challenging him. So he's always going to think, oh, if I make a mistake, I'll still be in the team. So it's it's a weird one. Whereas for Newcastle, you know we spoke about them being in a relegation, Mav. Um, do you still see that, or is there any chance that they can actually finally kick on from a result? Um, 
It's a good result for him, but I, I still think that they're, they're going to go down. I think they're still piss poor. It's a really good result and a half-decent performance, but nah, nothing changes for me. Steve Bruce is gone, I think. Our man, Steve Bruce, and we trust. Can, can, can we get a, uh, yeah. a translator for that? Because I have not done what you just said. How are Right, oh, we're, we're moving man. on. We <laughs> we're going to move on. We're moving on swiftly <laughs> to the Eagles swooping in for the result um, against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, 1-0 win. Eze scoring again. He's becoming a very, very good talent and proving why he's worth the money that Crystal Palace have paid for him. Um, what's happening to Wolves, fellas? Because you know, we when they came up from the um championship, you know, they had that great first season, you know, it was in Europe, and this season they've just they've lost it, haven't they? Do you think because of this, uh, Ralph Jimenez injury and losing Jota as well, do you think it's just affected the whole team? Yeah, I mean. I've said, Bristow, you know, quite through, you know, the podcast uh, this season that I haven't rated Wolves at all. Um, I think they've been very, very below par. Now, I I said, you know, quite a few weeks ago that Wolves last season played a hell of a lot of games. Uh, I think they played 50 plus, I think, because all the qualification for for Europe and stuff. And you had to play quite a lot. And I seem to think now it's starting to creep on it. They haven't signed a lot of players uh, in the summer. And, it, you know, it, it can be an old team. They've got a lot of uh, old Portuguese players in it. And I think it's just creeping on them a little bit. And, um, yeah, I think a couple of signings. I mean, letting Jota go to Liverpool, I think, was a terrible mistake. Uh, because they, they haven't seemed to replace it with, you know, top quality. I mean, they've got that code and Santley and um, I know they've brought in that guy from... Barcelona at the back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they just haven't brought in enough for me. And I think they've been found out a little bit. And I think that team's a little bit tired. And obviously, they're going to miss uh, Jimenez. And, but, you know, Wolves' pattern of play is very similar. And I think it's just been found out. And I also think they're very tired. Um, yeah. For, it, it's just been a poor, poor Wolves team, to be honest, this season. Um Obviously, they're not going to be in trouble or anything of going down or anything. But you know, from where they there was last season, it's a it's a bad slip, isn't it? Um, but fair play for Palace. Um, you know, they did the job, and you know these players. You know, this I can't say the other guy. I know he's a hard. Uh, called. Yeah, he's a he's some player, isn't he? He's very similar to yeah. Zahar, isn't he? He's got uh, the ability to get past a player with these type things, doesn't he? So they've kind of brought in a like for like. Is he? Uh, have they brought him in maybe to replace him, or have they brought him in to kind of maybe tempt Zahar to maybe just to, to stay, perhaps? Yeah, I think you could be right to be honest with you, but. Um... Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, a few weeks ago thought Palace might be dragged into this relegation thing. For me, they're going to be OK. You know, they can ground, you know, grind out some results, can't they? And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried about them, as well as I'd still be worried about Newcastle. To be so, if, like, what we were just talking about, obviously, the relegation battle with Newcastle. Cal thinks they're going down. Uh, Wolves are only nine points off of the 
relegation zone with uh, Fulham having a game in hand against them. Palace, they're, they're you know they're twelve points clear. They they can kind of uh, relax a little bit in the sense of they can still have a couple of bad games, but they know that they've got the talent to get up there. So for the rest of you boys, what, what, what where do you see Wolves going? Because you know if they keep on conceding goals like they are, they they could and they could be in big trouble, couldn't they? I think I, I, I think Wolves will be safe. I, I don't think that they're, they're going to be anywhere near the relegation zone. I think a solid mid-table finish for them will do. It won't be good for them to finish mid-table. Um, and I think the board and the manager would have expected them to have at least challenged for a top seven spot, which they haven't done so far. There's still plenty of time remaining, but I can't see them being anywhere near the relegation zone, to be honest. I think they've got too much quality. Um, and I think uh, Jimenez is going to come back, isn't he? Yeah. Quite, uh, he, he was going to be out for the season, but I think he'll now be back um, before the end of the season. That's going to make a massive difference because I always have thought that he is a quality, he's a top six quality type player and he, he really carries that team and with him back, they'll be fine. But if you lose a player like Jota, you know that's made a big difference, and I think that's they they didn't really, really get a quality enough player to replace him. I know they got Neto and no, and, Pe- no, and Pedro, not. but they're not really. Um, on with the Jimenez coming back, then um, Bon, I'll ask you this question: Do you think his confidence will be dropped, or be a bit more fear put into his game because of what happened to him? It's hard to come straight back in it and just be your normal self again. So, I think, I think it'll take him a few games to get back into his stride, but I can't see why he, he, he won't score goals like he was. But, I, like, with Wolves, with the season as it is, where it's up and down, I think with the quality of players like we've all said that they've got, I think they could be kicking themselves a little bit, thinking, you know, we could have pushed on for maybe a top four place with the season unpredictable as it is. And I think with the quality they've got, they could have maybe done that this season. But they've just let themselves down a bit too much. Yeah, they, they've, uh, they've dropped off massively from what they could achieve. And so, go, moving on then, we've got uh, West Brom, Fulham 2-2. Uh, one of our... Uh, People on the podcast, Mr. Callum Cameron, said it's going to be the most boring game of the season and how wrong he was. Uh, you did, mate, yeah. If I recall, you went when I was talking yeah, about it the other day. I don't remember so, that. Oh, well, we got, we of got course no, you we got no evidence uh, on that, so I don't believe it. I, 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 I do have some evidence Specifically saying this has got all the makings of an instant classic. I've got... I've got yeah, Sorry, well, I've got the well. proof, boys. So, well, once the police um, out there, I'll believe yeah. it. But... All right, no worries. Right, anyway, uh, 2 2. Yes, I'm a 2 2. Uh, Fulham, um, I want to say dominated. They had more shots, uh, more chances. But, you know, uh, West Brom, yet again, conceding at home, but finally scoring back. And it's, it's good to see with the, uh, the way the league's looking, though, for them at the minute. You know, it leaves them still two points behind uh, Fulham. But Fulham, obviously, like he's saying, they've got a game in hand. Um, 
But both teams now, they've only won two games this season. Like we we've obviously I've just said about Wolves maybe being in trouble. Cal said about Newcastle, but like we we kind of got feeling Sheffield United are down because it, it could be too little too late. But these two need to start winning games very soon. And I think what they both teams must think this is a couple of points. Well, no, this is it. We well, I said last time it was a must win for anyone. Um, I thought it was going to be a dull game. I'll admit. But West Brom are down. They're, they're shit. Sam Allardyce is crap. Um, Sheffield United, I'll happily admit now, they're in a game. Um, but Fulham have still got a bit of fighting them. But, yeah, terrible. I think it's an awful point for both teams. That, Like you said, they'll be kicking themselves. Because that's a six-point of that. And, yeah, two poor teams fa- uh, facing each other and their draw. They'll be disappointed. I think. You think Fulham's more disappointed, though, guys, because of uh, taking the lead twice away from home and not being able to hold it. You know, I've, I think I've said before they're kind of like the draw specialists at the minute. Um, and obviously, like you said, Cal, they've got a bit of fight behind them. But sooner rather than later, those draws will revert back into losses because it seems like they they just can't finish a game off, can they? Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. Um, it, the big one's the game in hand. I mean, they need to pick up maximum points. Do we know who they're playing in the game then? I can't. I can't recall to be fair, but I know um, next. Yeah, next game's Leicester, and the game the after that for Fulham is West Ham at home. Tough so games. tough games, but these are the games that they probably got as a grind out. They need to get at least one win out of yeah. those two games because. That's the thing, like, you're not, when you're at the relegation zone, you, we've always seen it. You never have that, you never have that run. You never have that two, three wins in a row. You know, if you could do that, then you wouldn't be in a relegation battle type yeah, scenario. Yeah. So they need to at least get one win out of these two games. And the likes of West Brom, they're always going to fall, you know. Um, but like we say, it's the craziest season going. So who knows? But, the thing that isn't crazy that keeps on staying the same is Manchester City win. So Manchester City beat Sheffield United only 1-0. I think a lot of people was expecting an absolute battering. But, you know, after Sheffield United's uh, shock win mm. against Man United, which I love to say, um, they held their own against City. Would you say, um, Cal, you, I heard earlier that they're pretty much down, they're finished, but... They're kind of going to try and put up a fight. They're trying to put, they've put up a fight all season, like I said. I wouldn't say they don't deserve to be where they are, but on the performances, you, you'd think they would have had a few more points because they've not been bad all season. I thought defensively they were cracking against City. Um, and a positive week for them, really, to pick up a win in them two games, they'll be delighted with, won't they? But it, it's just a bit too late now, isn't it? The, they're they're so far away from hope. It's it's unbelievable. Um, I did say it was going to be a battering, um, just not the battering that I expected. To be fair, but City dominated the game. It could have been two or three. They'll take they'll they'll take three points hundred percent. City, especially with United dropping points and Leicester dropping points, a win's a win. They'll take that every day of the year. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to City then, uh, boys. Um, 
they got a game in hand. You know, they could they could potentially run away with this league now. Do you think? Yeah. Give it them now. They've already got one hand on it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. They've just they've just got such a strong squad, haven't they? Got they've got so much depth and. Even though they haven't got a proper striker, you know, they've got so many options in midfield. He can just swap and change so easily. And they've got a bit of de- depth to the defence even now too. So you've got the port coming back. So I can't see um, a- a- any other squad with the depth. It's, it's weird, have. isn't it? Because, you know, I think uh, I'm, I will put my hands up and say that I generally thought Man United could do it. Um, how wrong I was, or you know, I could be wrong. United could go on a massive winning streak, and you know, City could lose every game. Who knows? But yeah, you sure are. <laughs> um, but it's it's a weird like uh, Shiz. You've just brought up City's defense. That's the best defense in Europe at the minute. It's got to be. You know, John Stones is, you know, he's turned his career around to the brink of potentially probably leaving in the summer because he wasn't getting any game time and he had no confidence, to, to be in an absolute unit at the back for City and more than likely probably the first name on the team sheet in defence for, for England in the Euros. Whereas Ruben Diaz, what a signing. He's, you know, I he, the, the name world-class gets thrown around a lot, but he's proving that he can easily be in that bracket of a world-class defender. You can't get that many clean sheets and not be uh, recognised as an absolute brick wall, basically. And besides John Stones and Laporte, it's fantastic, right? But, you know, I may have put him in my dream team, so I'm quite happy as well. But what are we saying then, Bond? What are your views? Do you think, do you think anyone else has got a chance? Because, because we keep forgetting as well that City has got that game in hand. Do you think anyone's got a chance of beating City the remainder of the season to... Get someone to maybe challenge him for the title now. We mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago where I think it might have been you, Bucky. Uh, you said about like Liverpool that can beat him on the given day. And yeah. I think that goes for some of the teams. I think, you know, I think Spurs can still do it. I mean, the, the performances at the minute aren't very good, but when they come up against the top team, you know, Marino just. Did, decides to put on a masterclass. So, and it's the same for Liverpool on the given day that you can beat them. It's going to be hard for teams to beat them, I think, but I think some of the top teams on the given day will or could beat them, but I think they have got one hand on it. I think the game and hand, they'll probably more likely win. I don't know who it's against, but they'd probably more likely win that and they'll probably go on and keep beating teams. Well, I think they're showing the well, desire the, to win the it, aren't they, by going and stringing the results the together. Season, no other team so, is showing that desire to, come to win. Back just like that. I mean, if you look at the points tally now, it's only like 44 points or something. That's no way near what the points would be halfway through the season normally. So, it just shows you how many points that Man City have dropped over the, over the year so far. But then they're still on top. So they've they've won thirteen, drawn five, and only lost two so far. They've only lost two. Yeah, only lost two. I thought they'd lost more. No, uh, only, only two defeats. It's the five draws that is a bit dodgy, but 
Mate, they're, they're top of the league. Um, but we'll, we'll move on to the next game, probably the biggest game of the weekend, which turned out to be the most boring game of the weekend. Uh, Man United, nil, Arsenal, nil at the Emirates. Um, you know, obviously we've got Shiz and, uh, and Brad on to talk about this as well. Uh, Shiz, I'll come to you first. Obviously, the first half of your season was, you know, nothing more than an embarrassment to... For Arsenal, because that you know that you don't relate Arsenal to be even remotely talking about relegation. But forget about all that now, because your team's on the up, surely. Like you, you've obviously, I reckon you're happy about it. And a point against Man United and to be undefeated against them this season is pretty remarkable, really. Yeah, I was pretty happy with the point and. Um, overall, I think we had the better game. We had probably the better chances in the second half. We had a few chances we should have scored. They had chances too, but I think overall we were we we edged the game. But I have to say, Bradley was spot. Braz was spot on because he said you can't write off Arsenal and they can climb up the table quite quickly. And at the time, I said I don't know where our next points are coming from, but but Arteta he's he's turned it around and we're back up to a to a point where that's respectable at least for Arsenal fans. You know, we're not the laughing stock of the league anymore. So I, I was very critical of Arteta and fair play to him. He's turned it around. Whether he's the right man long-term still or not, I'm not sure, but I have to, uh, I have um, to say Bradley, then I'll come to you then. Obviously, you were, after the game, uh, you said in our, uh, our chat that, you know, back to reality after the Sheffield United game and it's back to Saying that they're, you know, the team's poor. Obviously, you've got a few more days to think about uh, the, the result. What, what are your, what are your thoughts now? Do you feel still feel the same that your team's, uh, you know, miles behind uh, winning the title? That sign means yes. Look, mate. I'm I'm just gonna say how this is, yeah, and whatever. Moments FC, yeah. No pattern of play, you know. Slower than a snail's funeral, mate. Absolutely poor all round. It's it's FIFA tactics. It really is. You know, if you played this game. Still there, Brad. We've just lost you, mate. <laughs> well, well, well. I think basically what, what he was saying was Man U is shit and they're not going to win the league, I think. Yeah, he. Uh... That's basically what he was going to say. But the thing is, uh, look, I get that, but you can't deny yeah. that. What was it, three weeks ago, even? You were top of the league, and you looked like you you could you could win the league. So it's it's a confidence thing, isn't the it? Thing is, United, she, that I, they they haven't got the confidence to believe in themselves at, uh, to go and win the it. United performances said they could win the league. Well, I I've never thought. I don't think they've been good all season. They they were top they of the league. But they've but done they well. Top of the league on they've merit. done well they, though to get there. They kind of got they their luck still. They weren't putting in good performances. They were still they were just grinding out wins, which yeah you you have to do, but. 
there's got to be some point in the season where you put in good performances. They they've been shit. They're out of the Champions League. They've got West Ham with a tricky fixture in the FA Cup. That that's a massive game for Ollie. That if, if West Ham beat yeah. them, this season could could be an absolute disaster for United. I did. I think they'll they'll struggle to get top four this year. I think they're shit. They're they're absolutely awful. I think the only decent game they had though, Mav, was the uh, Southampton one when well, they were two yeah. down. And they come back. That was one of the best games they had. Yeah, but they, that was one of their best games they had for yeah, forty-five exactly. minutes. Though. That's I think yeah. I think that's the I think that's the issue with this season. Like when they beat West Ham three-one. For sixty minutes, I thought West Ham were all over him, and they had an eighteen minutes eighteen minute spell where they won the game. You know, and you know, yes, you win the game, but I, I get what you mean, and um, as well, Cal. But at the same time, you know, the, I keep you know, it's it's a it's a turn that keeps being used this season. It's such a crazy season that you wouldn't have been surprised if Man United just kept on clawing wins and somehow got to that Premier League title by just. Playing bad in one half and then absolutely mm. going for it in another half, but I think City have proved, you know, well I think they're undefeated yeah. in twelve, thirteen. You know that they've just proved that they can do that next level better. That they can actually win games and actually, but also show but you look they at can your... perform. But Man United yeah. just is they were awful. Absolutely, I thought they were shocking against Sheffield United. And then, no offense to Arsenal, but. It was a game where it should have been a bounce-back game because Arsenal, I, yeah, they were having a bit of good form. But, you know, Man United always, like for the past couple of years, I've been all over Arsenal. Um, you know, so why couldn't it happen? And then it was like they were scared to attack. And I said this, they were scared to attack against City in the league. They were scared to attack against Liverpool. And it looked like they were scared to attack against Arsenal. And Arsenal took that and... You know, nearly ran away with it. You know, I want to. I want to go quickly back to Arsenal to Shiz with William, mate. I've said this in a podcast about William. He's the shittest signing this season. I think he's awful. And... I, yeah, I can't stand him. I don't know how he's getting a game for us. He's so bad. He's, he's that, got that no chance effort. though that he had early in the second half. If that's any other player in that team, if that's Smith Rowe, if that's Pepe Lacazette, I can go on and on. That's a goal. There's no touch. I yeah. just couldn't believe it when he came, when he came on. I don't. I, yeah, it's just he's one of the worst signings ever. For it us, just probably. it made no sense, and you know, you've got to, with those types of chances, you've got to capitalise on the mistake. And Wan-Bissaka made a mistake, and that touch was so like pointless in doing. That touch basically gifted him the goal, and like Roy Keane said. When he saw it was William who had the chance, he already knew that wasn't going to go in because he's not good enough. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Um, you need to. I think Odegaard's going to be starting more often anyway. And you know, people were saying, "Oh, is he going to be a rival to Smith Rowe? Why not play them both together?" Like that would be, you know, yeah. like, Smith Rowe is will not. You know, he's shown since probably that Newcastle game or whenever that he is grown as a player. He can fit into that Arsenal team. Why then would you take him out in when he's in form? Like it would be absolutely like crap on his confidence. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's but like Arsenal. I'll ask you this then, Shiz. Do you think top 
top six is doable now. Obviously, you're only what three, you're two points behind um, Tottenham and Chelsea. So, what what are you thinking? Yeah, I think I think we can get top six, but um, it's, it's 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 look, it's like everyone said today on this podcast. The league's a crazy league, and anything can happen. So. We, we we can get a top six with the with the form that we're showing, but we just need to improve in in areas a little bit more. And I think o- Odegaard is is a good signing. It's a it's an interesting signing because there's no uh, option to make it permanent. So we've just got him on a six month no loan deal. But it's a positive signing and it's an exciting one. And I think yeah, I think we can just creep into that top six. Considering we were talking about relegation a couple of months ago, 100%. I'll take that all day um, long. Bradley, are you back with us, mate? <laughs> That's a no, so we'll move on. Um, Can I just say this, yeah, about United? Do you think that um, Bruno Fernandes has ca- has carried United this season and the only reason they've been anywhere near, they got near the top is because of him and when he doesn't have a good day, if he has a bad day... No Bruno, no party. He's bang on because he is, he's so... Um, He's their biggest player. I think Bradley says that Pogba is, but I really think he is because some of the games that he plays and you look at the goals that they score, they're all they're, they're all come from him. And you know he's the one constantly running, the one constantly tracking back. You know the the one who's constantly in the referee's face. He won the game for him against Liverpool in the FA Cup. You know he puts in fantastic deliveries. Yes, there's other players around there that can help him, but. He's the main guy. 100, 100% is the main guy. Brad, are you yeah, back? Yeah, I'm back. Right, do you want to continue with your little where, rant? Where was we? Where was that? You, you basically went... And that was it. So, you haven't started yet. Haven't... So, Man United. Haven't started? You're telling me you've not heard anything from me? You were you were blanked out, mate, and we continued on with the podcast. Wow, I see how it is, boys. Right, okay. Well, I'll just I'll take it from the start then. Wait, Brad, um, speak up! I can't hear you, mate. Right, can you hear me, boys? Go right, on, Man United. Yeah. yeah, moments FC. Complete moments FC. Yeah, no pattern of play, no nothing. FIFA tactics, yeah? Pure shit. Yeah, like I said, you know, you can play that game again and you on FIFA and you'd sim it. Yeah? Absolutely pants. You know, pure slow. Slower than a snail's funeral, mate. Yeah? I've, I've, you know, I've just heard you talking about Fernandez. Now, this guy is completely overworked. You know? I don't know if you heard what I said before, but... He's more overworked than a donkey on Skegness Beach. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you just, they just look tired, mate. Just poor, the slow all round. You know, the defence. I don't think any of them can head a ball. You know, it. It looks like they're heading a balloon. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't go anywhere. You, you know, they had a chance against Arsenal. They were missing key players: Abamyang, Saka. Tierney, you know, what, what do they want? You know, just poor, poor passing, no killer ball. 
I've been hearing from the lads that they think Cavani's class and well, his chance at the end of the game, a class striker puts that away. You know, um, but we're just individual brilliance. That's all we do. We just look at moments and we just, if we don't take them, that's it. We're done. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if you heard me about Michael Oliver, you know, milk monitor refereeing. He's slow. He slows the game down all the time. But that's another thing, isn't it? But just just slow, mate. You know, I, I said from, even when Man United was at the top and they were playing well, I said it, they were still rubbish. They were lucky. And they have been lucky. They were lucky against Southampton. They were lucky against West Ham. You know, they went to Fulham, they got away with it. I can pick more games. Um, they beat Wolves 1-0 score in the last minute, which they shouldn't have won. You know, Burnley, they should have they should have drew against Burnley. So they've got, how, many, how many points is that then? That they've, you know, there was it 18? They shouldn't really technically have had. They shouldn't have beat Brighton. You know, it's poor and everyone misses it. They just think because of the top of the league and because they've just gone and knocked Liverpool out of the FA Cup, we're all right, it's sweet and dandy, but it's not. It's PE teacher tactics. There's no, there's nothing there. No one knows what they're doing. What I don't get, bro, is why you haven't been playing James Garner. For the same reason why he's just gone to (laughs) Forest, because he couldn't get in that team. Is that all right? <laughs> Moving on then, <laughs> right? Uh, Southampton nil, Villa one. Ross Barkley getting the goal. He's uh, coming back into some good form uh, on loan at Villa. But uh, the main talking point about this one is unfortunately VAR. Um, if you haven't seen what happened, Matty Cash basically made a fantastic save, and uh, apparently he's not classed as handball anymore. Uh, so. If anyone, any of you boys have seen it, what, what are your views? Because, in my opinion, that it might not be a red, but that's a penalty. Shit, it's penalty. It's, it's the game's gone mad. It's boring. Even without VAR, that's a foul. Do you know what I mean? Even without this new handball rule and all this bollocks, that's a penalty every day of the year. And it should be a red card because it's going direct and towards goal and probably going in the net. Um, it's just bought. I mean, it's improved recently, but but it's only improved because there's not been many VAR decisions. But once it gets in the limelight again, it's just boring. It's it's awful. Ruin ruin that game because it's a penalty. And yeah, I think it's a red card, but I can I could see if it didn't get given, but it didn't get given at all. So yeah, poor decision and would have changed the game. Really good win for Villa though. Another top 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 win. They're having a great season been really impressed with them um still fighting for that europe european place aren't they so good luck to them we'll, we'll, we'll go on to villa because now you said they're they're having a fantastic season saying that they were they had to mm. get a point on the last day of the season to stay up uh, and now they're they're on 19 games 32 points so they've got two games in hand you know they could go being they win the next two games, they could be on 38 points, and that's that's put them in um fifth place, you know. And that's that's a we kind of you know remember Villa back in the day, they used to be up there as well. Likes of uh Ashley Young, James Milne, and Gabby John Carew. Carew, what's his name, John John Carew, John Carew. you know, Martin O'Neill as their manager. Think about think about you know, this, 
remember the first week, the first game back from lockdown was uh, Aston Villa, Sheffield United, and VAR gave a goal, uh, di- disallowed, a, uh, didn't give a goal that went over the line. That point that Villa got from that game saved them. Sheffield United were aiming for a top six spot at that point. Look how it's changed since then. Literally vice versa. Yeah, one one just one decision has kind of around. just ruined everything Crazy. for one team, and uh, mm. it's 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 a weird it's it's a weird one, isn't it? We'll we'll, we'll go on Southampton then, fellas. Um, you know, I think Bon, you were saying that they could finish top four a couple of months ago. Now twenty twenty nine points, eleventh in the league. I think. Uh, do you still think they're hopeful for a top six, or do you think you know they've just kind of like burnt out type thing, and they could they're probably just hopeful to be mid table if that? Well, uh, that was a couple of months ago. How wrong was I? Uh, I don't think they've played bad. I just think they've been unlucky in a few results. Like obviously the one that got played uh, the other day against uh, whatever the name is, Aston Villa. You know it's. It's. I feel. I feel like they can still get the top six, but I just think they've got to work a lot harder. They. They haven't really. They haven't done any business in the transfer window, uh, where I feel like they could have done. With a new, maybe you know, maybe a defender or maybe another attacker to help Danny Ings out all the time, because I know they've got Shea Adams, but you can't always rely on like an inexperienced Premier League player. I know he's scored a few goals, but he's... I wouldn't put class him as, like, second to Daniels you, type. Well, I, well, I think um, so, they should be looking at I James just, Proctor from Rotherham. Oh, Mav, what are you on about, man? He's deserted him. Bloody hell, he's gone. He's ancient, he is. Top boy. <laughs> well, uh... No, but like Southampton, I, I would, I'd like to say top six now. I think they've backed off a lot. Uh, you know, I think they've been lucky in most of the games, but there's they were winnable games, I thought. So maybe a bit of complacency getting in there for Southampton. But I'd like to say top six, Brew, to be honest. Top six, top six. Fair play. Well, we'll, we'll move on to today's games then. Uh, first one was Chelsea 2, Burnley 0. Um, Tom Tuchel's first victory in charge of Chelsea, but it was two uh, defenders who got the goals. Timo Werner still can't score, uh, but they absolutely battered him. You know, uh, Burnley having just, just, the, uh, just a single shot. To Chelsea's nineteen, um, you know, we, we'll, you know, Chelsea, you know, they can kind of kiss goodbye to you know being in a title race. Um, but top four is obviously still there. They are uh, they're six points behind Leicester now. Um, both playing the same games. But what what are they going to do with this um, attacking situation? You know, like Timo Werner, fellas. He can't. He can't do anything, can he? He even got given a penalty against Luton, and he couldn't even score. So, yeah, what? What is a? Uh, what is this? Thomas Tuchel going to do differently to what Frank Lampard did at Chelsea? Well, you've already seen the difference in him 
And you can only say, yeah, it's Burnley, but you got to look at the teams that Burnley have beat over the past few games. You know, uh, I think the change in managers come at just the right time for Chelsea. And it showed today, and I think it's a statement of intent from the Chelsea defenders putting like scoring both Chelsea's goals. So, did, did you agree with the sacking of Lampard then, Jordan? I think maybe a little bit more time, but obviously with the circumstances as they are, I think for Tuchel to come in, it's just the right time, obviously, playing against Burnley. Because I think if Burnley have played Chelsea today and it was Lampard in charge, I feel like Burnley would have won that game. I, 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 really, I, I disagree because, I, like I said in a, in a podcast before, Lampard has done nothing wrong at this club. As much as, you know, they, they are not in a title race, you could exactly say the same about Liverpool and Klopp with his not scoring over seven hours of football. It, it made no... I'm not going to go into this Lampard thing, but it made no sense to me that... You know, he had a little dip in form over the Christmas period, and you know we know what Chelsea's like with managers. You know, you know the second that he kind of gets bored of them, Roman Abramovich, he'll get rid of them and bring in bring in someone new. And I think as soon as he saw that uh, this Thomas Tuchel was available, I think it was only a matter of time, which is so unfortunate to Frank. You know, that's his team. You know, forget about you know obviously him. Being in West Ham's academy, etc. That that's his team. He captained them. He's their biggest player, and he's been treated like crap, really. But we'll we'll go on to Burnley because that defeat still keeps them in this relegation battle. Uh, you know, it kind of dampens on you know this Liverpool win that they had. So, what what are we thinking, boys? Can can Burnley? Kind of progress a little bit more because realistically they are just a, a mid Premier League table team when you think about it. Well, if you look at the table now, let's say Fulham lose against Leicester, which I can't see them getting anything from the game. That's a seven point gap between Fulham and Brighton, and an eight point gap between Fulham and Burnley. And I think that I I, I think based on that gap. I know we're only 20, 20 or so games in, but I think that Burnley will be okay. And where Burnley have always struggled, and it's a bit... Look, Sean Dyche is um, a good manager. Where they've always struggled is uh, creative play. Um, You know, they've got two good centre-backs. They they need a bit more creativity in their side and they could be well up in that table. Sean Dyche is a good manager. They'll be fine. Um, but I, I think you're spot on, going back to Chelsea, I think you're spot on, Brew, about the Frank Lampard situation because I think that T- Timo Werner has lost Frank Lampard's job by being so abject, so woeful, so shit. And um, what's Tuchel, Tuchel going to do different to Lampard? I, 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 I just don't get it. Yeah, he, you know, he, he, did, he, didn't, he didn't do a, like, you know, like a, a well-being job at Dortmund, did he? And PSG got sacked. How can you get sacked from being a PSG manager when you've got Mbappe and Neymar in your team? I do not know. I think that's crazy. Like If you're the manager of PSG, you're either going to be there forever or um, you're literally going to have to leave. And to get sacked and then to get rid of your 
your living legend in Frank Lampard for a man who is probably not even that better than Lampard. It, it was mind-boggling. But we'll move on to the next game, which was uh, Leicester versus Leeds. Leeds with another good victory. Uh, 3-1. Uh, I did not expect this one. And Patrick Bamford is doing very well, isn't he, boys? You know, he. I think last season he was... He scored a few goals, but he was missing so many chances, you know. And he's nineteen games this season in the Premier. He's got ten goals. He's got he's in double figures. You know that that's remarkable for him. But we'll go on about Leeds fully. You know, we've said before they they're so unique in this league because of the way that they play. And now look at their what they where are they? They're twenty nine points. They could be in the top uh, top half because they got a game in hand. You know, this could this Leeds team kind of say to themselves, "This season's gone for top six. Let's be realistic. We're not going to get relegated as well. We're too good for that. We can kind of glide our way through the rest of this season and really, really back ourselves to get into that top six, yeah, top I, I, seven place next season." I think, um, what do you think? What a result for Leeds today! Like, just an amazing result. Um, They've been getting a bit of criticism recently. Um, but look, they're, they're having a good season. We said it at the start of the podcast uh, a couple of months ago about how Leeds will be delighted with a mid-table finish this year. To stay up in the Premier League in your first season back is is always an achievement. So for them to, to, to bring their, their style of football to the Premier League, uh, doing it their own way, and it's paid off today, that... That's a t- that's probably one of the best wins of the season we've seen from any team to beat Leicester three one away from home, and they did it in style as well. It's good performance. So yeah, I agree with you. I think consolidate this season, get a mid table finish, and and work on on progressing next season. And I see no reason why they can't progress with the manager, and and they'll have the backing of the board one hundred percent. There are. But we'll talk about Leicester then. Um, what do the rest of your boys think? Because we, uh, you know, if they won this, they would have been above Man United in second place um, on 42 points. Uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a letdown, really, wasn't it, if you were a Leicester fan? Yeah, a little bit. Um, very funny team, Leicester. I think the challenge for them, as I've kept saying for the past couple of weeks, is when they're going to be back in Europe. You know, where they're going to be then. Um, I have said as well that I always thought this Leeds team was good. I just thought that some things they don't do right. You know, they're one-on-one situations, every player, and the defending's a bit shaky. But, you know, take no credit away from Leeds. They they are a good side. And I think, I think Leicester's just ran into a good performance from them today. Um because you can't really knock Leicester in the league, can you? Because they've been brilliant, really. But I think for Leicester going forward, like I said, I think keep an eye on them in Europe because when they have been playing in Europe, the league form wasn't fantastic. So, yeah, it's a bit difficult. I wouldn't be too disheartened if I was a Leicester fan because for me, I, I you know, at the start of the season, I didn't see them where they are now. But, you know, a lot of teams have proved me wrong. But, yeah, I think the next couple of weeks will be important for them. Obviously, I think does the European competition start back up? 
So we'll see where they are then. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be completely negative if I was a Leicester fan, to be honest. No. Well, I'll ask one quick question to you all then before uh, before we move on. Uh, Harvey Barnes, good enough to be in the England I think squad? He's, well, yeah, he's good enough to be in the squad. I'd, um, I can't see him fitting in the team, but certainly someone to bring off the bench, yeah. I'd say so. What do you rest of your boys think? Yeah, he's underrated, isn't he? He's a good player and he doesn't really get the credit that uh, he seems to deserve because uh, he scores a lot of important goals for the team and yeah. he, he, you know, he's a type player who turns up in most Bomb. games. Yeah, I, I agree with Mav, you know, bring him off the bench. I'd, in a way, I'd replace him with Deli Ali. I don't think... Has Deli Ali been getting in the team lately? Well, I've seen Pelicali seen the England but... team since the 2016 Euros, has he? <laughs> 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 Probably not, mate, no. <laughs> right. Uh, well, this is the perfect time to move on. Um, Bradley has left. It. Oh, Bradley's back. Really? Brad, are you here? I didn't know he'd gone. I do have to say about Leeds, though, just going on Bradley's point, that Leeds this season have been miles better away from home than what they were at home. It's the same so, with every team now, isn't it? I think um, they set a stat saying this could be the first ever season bad, where there's it? been more away wins than there has been home wins. Yeah. Because of obviously no fans and, you know, and you've got less the, pressure in you. The second goal for Leeds, though, the counter-attack. No, sorry, the third goal for Leeds on the counter-attack. That was absolutely phenomenal. That was good play, and Bamford could have had two for himself, but instead, unselfish player, and he sets up his teammate. You can't ask for any more from the lad. I think he had a really good game. Yeah, he he's, he has a. Really good he, I think that the entire Leeds team, you know, they they can look back at this season and think, you know, we've done very, very, very well. Brad, are you here yet? I I'm here, mate. Sorry. <laughs> How's the uh, McDonald's Wi-Fi? I know. I don't know what's going on, mate. I really don't. I have to pay a visit to Gringotts, mate, and uh, get some money out. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we were just uh, saying before we moved on, Harvey Barnes, do you think he's good enough for the England squad? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a wizard, isn't he? Um, he's pure. I think he's pure quality, to be honest. Um, problem is, where would you fit him in? Yeah, this is what we this is what we said. Probably on the bench, wouldn't he? Unfortunately, yeah. it's just, you know who would you take out? I mean, he's he's a very good player, but <laughs> who comes out? Well, Bond thinks that Deli Ali should go out. He's the not guy. even he's not even been in the England team, but and that's why we're moving on. Um... And this comes from I mean, Bond. I mean, Bond still thinks that Brazil's going to win the European Championship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You don't have to bring that up, mate. That was Ooh, a bomb moment. We all have one. We all have right, one. Right, we're moving on. Uh, we all have a bomb. We all have a bomb moment. Uh, West Ham won, Liverpool three. Not a great result uh, for your boys, but Mo Salah back. Liverpool are back. Um, they looked very, very good, if I'm honest with you. Uh, West Ham, on the other hand, just had no... They, they looked like they were so nervous to play this game. And it proved it with the result. So, 
you know, I'll say my little piece. I think we just need to forget about this game and move on to Villa away, which is a more important game for finishing in the top six. But, you know, we need to sort something out because we need a new striker. Uh, I'm happy that Lingard's going to be in the team. I've I said on my uh, little podcast I do about West Ham that you're not going to bring Deli Alley in from Man United on loan and not play him. So someone's dropping out. Uh, and from that performance, he's probably going to be four now. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to it then, boys. Uh, we'll talk about Liverpool. Um, they're back in, they, they, they looked, whoever watched it, they looked phenomenal. Oh, yeah, the, they made West Ham look mediocre, mate, to be honest. Uh, no, the, honestly, they did. I mean, Mo Salah's first goal, they should have closed him down a lot better. Gave him too much space and he was always going to put it in the top bins. And the the counter-attack for the third goal, no, second goal, that was that was a Shakiri masterclass. That cross was unbelievable first time. The ping from Arnold over to Shakiri, it and then first time crossing to Salah. The touch and the technique on that was second to none. And putting it past Fabianski, it was a goal. It was a goal to watch, mate. It was absolutely. Would you, you can't go. Would you say it, it was wizard like? I mean, oh, I mean, would, I mean, what I'm saying oh, to you, Bon, is would you expect you know Hagrid to walk up to him and say you know you're a wizard, Shakiri? You know? right. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to interfere here. All right. First off, no, why would you say that? Why wouldn't you say it's a magical goal, not a wizard goal? Oh, Secondly, mag- stop was, bringing up bloody Harry Potter, please. For goodness sake, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but if you watch, if you do watch the goal, though, lads, like it was such a lovely goal to watch. But mm. Salah's technique to control the ball down and just slip it past Fabianski was second to none. It was, yeah, it sure was. Uh, but Craig Dawson got a goal for back for West Ham, and this is another set. Piece, this is mate. what I'm just about to say, Bon. We had a set piece, and our first set piece was 30 minutes in. And what did we do? We are the team that scored the most goals from set pieces. We played it bloody sure. You know, like, what are we doing? You know, you're not going to get into uh, well, thing- bloody Hogwarts doing that, are you? It's ridiculous. Um, Bristow, Bristow, I think it sounds... I didn't watch the game, but it sounds like Mo Salah had him under the artist curse. Oh, this podcast gone to shit. <laughs> right. Um... But Bristow, Bristow, just before we move on, yeah, on a serious note, West Ham are fifth in the league. And after 20, 20 odd games or 21 games, you've got to say that's, that's, that's incredible. They've been... They're having an amazing season, and I mean, they're they're dizzy. You you must be getting dizzy from there, Bristow fifth, and uh, you should be proud of West West Ham because they had a poor game today. Yeah, but they're having a hey, fantastic season. I feel season. like someone's put when Guardian Leviosa on me. I'm a floating <laughs> above the ground with it. At times, at times, I didn't realise um, Harry <laughs> Harry Potter wasn't the only bloke who received an invisibility cloak for Christmas because the whole of the West Ham back four had, had one on. <laughs> I bet, I bet, I bet when when Alden scored, they were thinking not Salah, better be Wilden then. 
Brighton, Tottenham. Um, uh, um, Bristow, Brighton win 1 0 against Spurs. No Mourinho masterclass. <laughs> you <want> to... Okay. <laughs> 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 Shooting it up the wall. Basically, basically um, uh, well, Brighton basically Avada Kadabra Tottenham today with a. With a... <laughs> A one nil win. Oh God's sake! Uh, um, well, we're gonna have to literally. What What do we think about Tottenham? Because this is two losses on the bounce now. Like the title's title dream is over. Top four is gonna have to be. But how how are well, they gonna the deal with a uh, Harry Fred, Kane not playing for a while? Oh, to Shiz. Uh, what do we think of Tottenham? What do we think of shit? Thank you. Yeah. Shit. Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. We are the Tottenham haters. You do. No, I'm not doing grip work on here, but no, I was just saying um I th- I thought Brighton played really well and I thought I thought they sent the whole of the Tottenham team oh, back dear, on the broom back to Azkaban, oh, to be honest. Right, um, we're going to leave it there, everyone, because <laughs> Harry Potter has taken over our bloody podcast. <laughs> I think Spurs thought they were playing a game of Quidditch, not football. Right, thank you for coming on. Um, God, go away, group. Um, right, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Listen to us Damn on that. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Anchor. Thanks, boys, for coming on. Um, Wengardi and Leviosa. See you later. <laughs>